Good morning. I said good morning. Can you hear us today? I hear clicking. I hear clicking. She's not responding, though. Good morning. Can you hear us? Oh, yes. Oh, oh perfect. I see. Okay. All right. I got you. Go after five things. Fantastic. Uh, sure. Stand by. Stand by. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. Good morning. We were just talking about the Olympics, so uh, maybe we should just uh, kick off the headlines with with the uh, Jamaican uh, Winter Olympics yeah. team. What are they? What's, what are they Amazingly enough, um, Jamaica is headed to the Winter Olympics. So they're actually sending a team. Um, first of all, I, to, for them to be sending a skier, I think is amazing. Oh, the skier. Okay. Wow. No, and, and bobsled, because I don't know where's even a bobsled. <laughs> Call Disney for the reboot. <laughs> I know, right? <clears throat> no, but seriously, think about it. Oh, where has been practicing? But anyway, um, they're Same. headed, Jamaica's bobsled team and a skier are all headed to the Winter Olympics. That's fantastic. Um, so, yep, this is Beijing. So they grabbed a final spot in the 28 sled field um, for to qualify for Beijing. So that's based on international results. So it's two uh, men um, and women monobob. So it's a four-man, and then they've got a two-man and a women's monobob. And cool. the team will participate in those events. Mm. So, now, yeah, so they've got three events locked down um, for the bobsled. And then um, that's going to also be the first time in 21 years, it's actually been that long, that Jamaica's four-man bobsled team would actually participate in the Winter Olympics. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Is this going yeah. to be like maybe maybe the offspring of the original bobsled team? Could be. I know. That would be a cool story, but no, I don't think so. Uh, that, well, I'm telling a, you, that would have been perfect for the reboot. That's uh, the with the, uh, if I do the two-man luge. Uh, or or the bobsled, you got to go around the world and qualify, and then you end up having having to qualify, you know, to be to be in the Olympics. Yeah. So, how much money do you think you make off that two man luge? Well, I think it would cost a lot of money to to do that. And you, you know, sponsorships aren't really like you're not getting calls from Nike. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm you know make it sponsored by you know Al Thompson or something. Well, that's good. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a good one. Yeah. And you know what? There might be a lot of your uh, listeners. Maybe maybe yeah. did you sell? Yeah, maybe Kirkland would, would sponsor you with how yeah. much you talk about them. What'd you say, Sandy? Now, I was going to say, a lot of your <laughs> listeners might be too young to remember the story, um, or even the movie, Cool Runnings, because that was 1993. Yeah. But uh, they should go check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. And it, obviously, RIP to John Candy, who was just fabulous. Yeah, uh, that's right, John Candy. He was so Candy. good as the coach. It was good. It was it's such a good movie. Yeah. All right, so what's, um, what else is happening? So they're also going to have a skier at the Winter Olympics for the second time in history. That's awesome. And the first time in alpine skiing. So Benjamin Alexander, congrats. A former awesome. DJ, no less. Cool. Of course. Cool. Um, what's this? Yeah. He has to, like, go down with that sound effect. Um, what's this Flow Flex recall? What's the what? Sorry? 
flow, uh, the LFT recall, Flowflex? Oh, right. So Flowflex, yeah, this was a little bit of a confusing situation because in the U.S., um, the FDA issued a recall actually at the end of December, but for some reason it's only making news now. Um, and so a lot of people were a little bit confused about this. And it turns out that it's actually the one that we use, but it hasn't been recalled anywhere else. It's more of a technicality um, for the Americans. It looks like they have certain products that they allow in their market. And yeah. so they have a white box version of the exact same test that they allow in, in you know, the U.S. market. And for whatever reason, the blue box isn't allowed. So they have issued an official recall that impacts apparently 200,000 of these units. But that, that sounds really weird. To the U.S. market. Like, why would they, is it, it doesn't work or they're just. I mean, they just said it hasn't, it doesn't have the proper authorization. So. Okay. So which, which, uh, which congressman is making money off of that stock? Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, but we want to make it clear that, you know, all over Europe and all over probably the rest of the world. It has been in use, and um, someone actually sent us a letter from the company uh, where they've addressed um, sort of the, the recall situation as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, probably much to do about nothing um, at this point, yeah. so we'll see. But um, so hospitalization numbers are up as Omicron continues to raise. But are they in the hospital for COVID, or are they in for something else? Um they're, the COVID numbers, COVID hospitalization numbers have, have actually risen. I know, but is that, does that mean that people are in the hospital for COVID or that- Like that, they went there- No, with they're in the hospital for COVID. Yeah, okay, yeah. so then- the, I mean, they may have other comorbidities, I don't know, but they're in the hospital being treated for COVID. That's what's mm -hmm. really important. And, and the Minister of uh, Education has tested positive. Mm-hmm. Juliana Connelly. But she's, mm. luckily she got vaccinated. So you guys might remember that she was one of the last persons to get vaccinated mm -hmm. um, as part of the PAC government in August of last year. And she said that what motivated her is her friend, a really close friend of hers, actually died from oh, COVID. Wow. And because um, she was kind of on the fence and, you know, she was, <clears throat> I guess, reading a lot of stuff online and getting confused. And then when her friend died, <clears throat> you know, she started talking to physicians and I think she has some um, health concerns already. And obviously she has probably one or two comorbidities. Um, and so, you know, she decided to do it. It looks like it was a good thing. That's a good thing. Know. And Mystery that's a good leader. That's, that's uh, the opposite of Novak Djokovic, by the way, who, mm -hmm. who uh, refuses to get vaccinated. France, <laughs> France came out, if you guys heard this. Yeah. France came out yesterday. And, and by the way, they host the next French Open. Uh, yeah, uh, Grand Slam. And they're like, sorry, nope. you're going to have to be vaccinated in order to participate. They so. basically just uh, preempted any any confusion. That's just it. Said, Don't even be getting a visa. So he can decide, like you know, the rest of the world to get vaccinated. Yeah. And move on. And, and this be a good is where leader. your choice comes in. You That's get it. to decide what you want to do. Do you want you to don't continue have to, to be world number one, or do you want to not go to the French Open? Yeah, yeah. good, good for them. Um, yeah, obviously that caused a lot of controversy. That was, in my opinion, completely unnecessary. Yep. And, um, you know, there was actually footage of him, <clears throat> which is quite interesting, when he was um, COVID positive, actually out doing some photo shoot or doing something and wearing absolutely no mask. Exactly. He knew that he was COVID positive. Well, but that all only right. came yeah. out after court documents where he was stating, well, I'm already protected because I test positive for COVID right. on this date. And then it was like, well, that date was 
immediately before you being out pictured with no mask on around right. children and other people. Exactly. Like crazy. Cool. Yeah. And you know, I think that that was more because uh, I like Novak Djokovic. I enjoy watching him play. I don't I, like him. Personal, uh, as a person, I probably don't um, anymore. But I mean, I enjoyed watching him play a lot. And so this is just kind of unfortunately, I got to find a new, I got to find a new number yeah. one going back to Andy Murray. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's quite unfortunate to be honest. Um, I, I mean, I don't even understand it really, but, and then to put up such a fight, you know, when a country has rules, these are rules, you obey our rules or not. Um, and then there are consequences that flow from that. I thought it was interesting, but you know what? Uh, Australia stood their ground. And um, I think it kind of reminded us a little bit of what happened with the whole Skylar Mac situation. I was just thinking about yeah. that. And, yeah, and where you have rules and people think that, oh, they can ignore the rules or you have to exempt them for some reason. And yeah, uh, yeah it just doesn't work that way. And, so the and, HSA um, during our show yesterday, we had a little bit of an exclusive, had announced that as of today, their pricing scheme for PCR testing will be $75 for PCR tests and $25 for lateral flow tests. Um, so that was- And is this, if, you, if you take an LFT at home, so you you call public health and they say, well, now you need to confirm. Do you have to go in and pay for that? Well, you're confirming with a PCR test, and no, not in that situation because that's compulsory. Okay, so oh, okay. that so so the only is if you're like, well, I think I want I have COVID, I want right. to go to or you're traveling uh, or oh traveling. Okay, got it. I mean yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I get. Well, that's fine as far as like. It's not fine. I yeah. think we should so all we'll be able. We'll, to we'll break down all the details again today so that everybody's crystal clear. Got it. Well, thanks for bringing those those stories. Yeah, and uh, you can catch uh, CMR live now on uh, YouTube and Facebook. And we'll get more headlines tomorrow morning on the show. Awesome. Have a good day, guys. All right, we'll Bye. see you. Our Bye. segment with CMR brought to you. All right, folks. So uh, good stuff. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've got Irvlin who's here with us this morning. Louis here. Marshall's got it locked. Diamond Princess. Good morning to you, beautiful. Leroy, Olivia, good morning, Virtuous. Louis, uh, the U.S. and Canada are getting hit by a snowstorm, in case you missed it, a cold front. And we are getting the um, tail end of that, Miss Joy. What is it like in Texas? Um, yes, we are like, brrr, 75 degrees. I think it went down like to 60-something. Some of you were showing your... Um, your photos of the temperature gauge, I think on Friday or one day over the weekend. And it was so funny because somebody actually posted a video of a guy with a little hammer. Like, you know, certain places where it gets really, really cold, your car will freeze over. So he has a little hammer where he goes around and taps on the car to loosen up the ice. And um, it was like, Cayman right now. <laughs> it's like you're tapping to loosen up the ice, but folks, it is nowhere near that cold. To me, this is like perfect weather. Like I'm loving it. Um, just a little bit of a brrr, but not really. Like I've not even felt the need to put on a sweater or anything. Um, so, you know, absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah, but uh, my husband was saying to me that uh, one of his professional colleagues is actually um, snowed, like he's getting, I think he said 10 inches of snow every hour. And so he's like, oh yeah, he had to take a break from work to go and shovel snow because otherwise, you know, they'll be snowed in. Um, so yeah, crazy. 
pretty, pretty crazy. Um, so from Orlando, yeah, so that's, uh, that's making the news and pushing, pushing the weather down, the cold weather down to us. So we'll continue to monitor um, that situation. On another note, everybody is literally catching COVID right now because of how Omicron is just raging. So over 2,300, let me get the exact numbers, suspected cases, it's a significant number. And um, my good people, it's a lot. By the way, I totally forgot that I need to play your intro because we're playing it afterwards. Let's do our intro. Uh, pieces, and we'll be right back. You're now tuned in to the cold, hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands.
All right, good folks. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for waking up with um, the cool hard truth. <clears throat> so yes, good morning one and good morning all. Uh, over 150 people already logged in. Good morning, Michelle. We've got Miss Leonita here. Thank you. Um, she says, oh gosh, hold on. Is it Ma Gang Ang? Mm, Ma Gang Dang. Ma Gang Dang. Umaga. Is that more or less it? You have to know how, I mean, every language is different in terms of whether you put certain bits and pieces together. So I have no clue if that was even remotely close. But uh, uh, Cheryl, good morning. Irvlin is here. John, Tanisha. So listen, I was just saying, Miss Rosalind and Dale, that um, <clears throat> people are flying, people are dropping like lies with, with COVID, thankfully, not dropping as in dying, but just catching the virus. And so you guys will recall that yesterday I said um, on the program that I had spoken or I'd sent my helper message on WhatsApp uh, saying that when she came back to Cayman to not come to see me right away, because in previous years, now mind you, she hasn't traveled since COVID, but in previous years, because she's gone for like a month or more, um, she knows that I'm anxious to see her, <laughs> you know. It's always the laundry. Can I tell you? It's always the laundry that gets me. The other stuff we can manage. We can manage everything else, but boy, that laundry. Mm -mm -mm. And uh, you know, you go one week without doing your regular routine of laundry and it's just out of control. Um, so I said to her, um, take your time coming back because I already had predicted my other friend who was coming from Jamaica was going to get it. And I actually didn't say it to him directly, but I said it to my husband. I said, watch and see for a friend so-and-so doesn't come back COVID positive. And I said, don't invite him over too soon. <laughs> because um, by, you know, day three or so, he's going to be positive. And sure enough, like clockwork, he came in, did his uh, PCR test coming into the Cayman Islands. I think he came in on, I want to say the Tuesday. So the Monday was like the holiday. And so he flew in, flew back on the Tuesday. And by the Thursday or Friday, he was positive. Had a negative test coming in. And because listen, seven out of 10 people in Jamaica have COVID, at least. That's what their health minister was saying yesterday. And he's begging people. The government has made a decision, a political decision, that they, they are not going to shut down the country again. They're not going to put people back in the into these um you know, shut down situations, which is interesting because I had someone messaging me yesterday. Why don't we shut back down? I'm like, what? We had this conversation last week. You guys remember what country except for China and Hong Kong is shutting people down? Unfortunately, this thing is here to stay. And we just this is part of living with it is that we can't shut down every time it surges. Um, you're going to just have to, you know, suck it up and, and move on. So shutting down is not going to happen anytime soon, if ever, at this point. Um, sorry, I needed to get my little back scratcher here. So yeah, so I was telling you guys yesterday that I, I sent my helper this message on the 7th, actually. I said to her, when is it that you're back again? I said, well, whenever you come back, do not, under any circumstances, um, come to see me right away. Wait at least five days and lateral flow tests and see what happens. Well, guess what? She came in on Friday. And remember yesterday morning, if you were listening to the show, I said, oh, I saw she sent me a message yesterday morning. 
uh, right before the show, actually. And that message was to say, oh, Miss Sandra, it's me. Guess what? Me test COVID positive. I said, oh, yeah. Mm, I could have told you that was going to happen. So um, poor her. Uh, she's COVID positive. She's vaccinated, though. She had plenty of sense. Like, I did not even have to talk to her about vaccination. Um, she was like, she's not messing with this. She's, you know, got comorbidities. She's older. She's overweight. You know, she wasn't messing around. She went and got her vaccine nice and early. And I want to say that she probably got her booster as well. Um, so, yeah, poor thing. Um, I'm going to check in with her a little bit. But someone after the show was messaging me and they said, oh, you know, I was listening to you talk about how you, since your helper, don't come right away. And she's like, I agree with you. And I said, here's the irony of it. She actually messaged me, unbeknownst to me before that, to say that she was COVID positive for her. Um, it is what it is, folks. So we've got some, what is it, 15 people hospitalized right now with uh, the coronavirus. And the issue really is that this Omicron variant is the one to watch. So, you know, Omicron is spreading a lot quicker um, than Delta. So it's much more transmissible. Even if it doesn't make you sicker than Delta, because of the transmissibility rate, it means that more people are probably going to be hospitalized. You'll see the numbers surging because simply more people are getting it. So it's just a numbers game. It's not like, okay, the Omicron variant is worse than it is just that it is um, in the category of infection, it will infect more people, which logically means that more people will be impacted by it, including more deaths when you work it out, right? So um, that's, what's, that's what's trickling down. So yeah, I feel like everybody's gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We now have uh, 843 new positive cases since Friday. <clears throat> We've got uh, this, this report of um, probable Omicron cases. Again, it takes them a while to get it confirmed. Like it's been at 132 confirmed for like a week now. That's where they're going to go to the weekly numbers. I really hope that they're able to, at the weekly numbers, see the needle move as it relates to the... Um, the Omicron confirmations, but we're looking at some 2,836 people with likely um, Omicron infections, 15 people now hospitalized in the Cayman Islands. And we're also at a total of 15 COVID related deaths. So that was seven new admissions between, um, I guess, Friday when we got the last results and today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. 11 new cases <clears throat> for the sister islands. Um, and um, yeah, that's what it is. So um, let me see here. Two students return this week uh, who have a primary contact positive test. Um, so, you know, kids are starting to lateral flow test on a regular basis now, um, because that folks becomes a necessity, not only lateral flow testing, 
but um, quite frankly, they are, um, you know, going to be, have to be very, very cautious as it relates to infection. So folks, you've got to do what you can, but no matter how careful people are, it seems like Omicron is going to get you. Uh, and I put my own mouth in myself because trust me, my mouth is, ooh, talking about goat and mouth. That is serious. I hate to say it, but I really do have, as them old people would say, a real goat mouth. So the Minister of Education, Juliana O'Connor Connolly, has also tested positive for COVID. Um, I kind of chuckled to myself. I made a little bit of a joke yesterday and then I thought to myself, maybe it's too soon for this joke. But do you think she went to Pastor Courtney's church? <laughs> you know, on the Brack, folks, <clears throat> um, it's been raging because of uh, one of the reasons for sure is there was a super spreader event um, during the holiday season. It was either the um, Christmas service, the, the night service, Christmas Eve night service, or it was the New Year's Eve um, night service. Uh, some 60 people were being traced for COVID infections from that single event. Um, so that was pretty crazy, right? We're going to talk about Cayman Airways here in a second, Luis. Um, stay tuned for that because, yes, Cayman Airways having some growing pains, it looks like. Um, so we're definitely going to talk about that. Maybe I'll put that up next in the queue. Uh so it's, it's, it is really, really frustrating people, I must tell you. So anyway, the minister um, has tested positive for COVID. She is uh, resting and um, I'm sure she'll be fine. You know, it's just, like I said, one of those things that we're all going to have to deal with. And um, it kind of is what it is. But we wish her a speedy recovery. And thank goodness that she decided to actually um, get vaccinated because, you know, the outcome for her now could have been uh, very, very different. She could be in the same shoes as her friend that she lost to COVID. So she's now got a bit of a fighting chance. So the premier's office yesterday released a statement in relation to this, um, essentially sharing that she had tested positive and, you know, he's just reminding people that, um, yeah, this is this is where it's at, folks. Um, you know, you've got any sort of comorbidities, you've got any concerns in terms of your current health situation. Your best bet, really, folks, is to try to ensure that you are getting vaccinated, that you do your part as much as possible. Because um, Omicron, like I said, is, is going to catch all of us it appears like at this particular time. So, um, you know, hoping again that she recovers quickly and um, wishing all the best for her. Um, I don't know, is she in Kim and Brack or is she, is she here? I'm not sure if his press, if his release said anything about her location. Uh, he basically said that um, the MP for Kim and Brack East is currently in isolation due to recently having been tested <clears throat> positive for the virus that causes COVID-19. And uh, she's doing well. And so far, she's only experiencing mild symptoms. So she obviously will remain in isolation until the all clear is given from public health, following those existing protocols. Um, 
So he went on to say that we all know from all the research around the world that COVID-19 is not a fair fight for those who are unvaccinated. And we have seen that both the rate of hospitalizations and deaths are driven largely by unvaccinated individuals. And he said, fortunately, Minister Connor Conley is fully vaccinated and he was wishing her um, a speedy recovery. So the premier should be on with us tomorrow, by the way. Um, I'm just going to uh, confirm that. So it is Impact Wednesday, not Impact Wednesday, sorry. <laughs> well, we hope somebody comes on for Impact Wednesday, but he is actually coming on tomorrow evening because it's premier access with um, the Honorable Premier. So that's where he comes on and basically answers your questions. So speedy recovery um, to Minister O'Connor Connolly. Mm -hmm. uh, Leonida says ginger, oranges, lemon, moringa are my anti-COVID. Well, you can take all of those things and you can pray and you can do all of that as well. But um, you also have to recognize that, you know, God gave us modern medicine for reasons. So if you believe in prayer, then you have to believe also um, in modern medicine. And there's a reason why God gave us the ability to think and to have access to um, lots of things, including vaccines. Vaccines have saved literally millions of lives around the world. And I'm not talking about just the COVID vaccine. I'm talking about the history of vaccines um, have been a game changer. You know, things that would kill people uh, no longer kill people because of the advances in medicine and specifically vaccines that are easy to distribute and you know millions of people around the world get them every single year so most people have been inoculated against something um you know whether it's uh, measles mumps rubella all the stuff that you get as part of your early year so good morning miss brenda good morning to tracy thank you guys so much for tuning in Cayman Airways, Wagwan. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. This kind of brings back memories for me about traveling um, way back when. Because I tell you what, I remember um, when it was just like, I Sundays was not the day to travel with Cayman Airways. And it has a knock-on effect. So if one um you know flight is late or one single plane is down all of a sudden you've got a domino effect Bloop! it impacts cuba it's going to impact now somebody's messaging this morning what's going on with the cyber flight um you know it's just it's just everything it literally is everything um oh somebody just reminded me to send out my um my reminders on the what for the whatsapp news group so i'm doing that right now thank you so much for the reminder i did forget i had started it and then got distracted so let me do that right now um because yes some of my whatsapp news people they sit there and wait for the reminder before they jump onto the stream so yeah poor kim and airways like i said this brings back memories and i'm not sure what's going on because the max eight is um the plane to be now and we have, is it three or four of the max eights now? I forgot how many we've gotten delivered. And so for the most part, that's what's going to most of these jurisdictions, right? And so the issue, whatever it is, and apparently at some point today, Cayman Airways will issue a press release 
Um, but listen, we, we need to talk about this, whether they issue a press release or not, because I've got people messaging me. And someone actually said, oh my God, when I read this, I'm like, oh, I feel your pain. Someone actually sent out the comment last night because they were trying to get back from Jamaica. And they said, this is so, um, what was the word that they used? They said, it's pure torture. And I was like, oh my gosh, that word. You know, when you're trying to get somewhere and you're trying to, you've got things that are um, reliant on you getting back by a certain time period. Maybe you had to go to work or you had all this other stuff. I can understand why um, someone would say that these flight delays with Cayman Airways is pure torture. Of course I understand it because they were supposed to leave on Sunday and they didn't leave till like after 24 hours. So finally last night, and it was like one hot mess of a situation after the next, um, we couldn't quite find out what was wrong with the plane, but I did hear that it was something minor. Now, I think this is part of the issue is when something minor happens, say for example, in Cayman or Miami, where you have resources, then it's not a big deal, right? When something minor happens in Cuba, where you already have, um, you know, restrictions on maybe getting certain parts or just dealing with the government, whatever the, the complexities are, it really means that a minor situation um, can quickly get out of uh, out of control. So the other thing that someone was telling me is they're like, Sandy, they need to tell you the truth. And I was like, ooh, honey child, when people say tell the truth, mm-mm-mm. Y'all know that's not easy for everybody. So I said, oh, well, I mean, we're all about the truth here. So tell me, what is the truth? What do you know? And they said, you know, at the end of the day, um, that sadly, the Cayman Airways, part of the reason that they couldn't get in, I think this must have been the, um, I'm wondering if this was a Jamaica flight. I'm going to reread those messages. But part of the issue really is that they, um, public health, not public health, travel came in, couldn't accommodate them based on the time that they were actually coming in. Mm, 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 mm. So they could have flown in, but travel came in and said, nope, we're closed now. Goodbye. <laughs> and then I think the, the crew had been kind of like, you know, you know, they have things in place where crew are not supposed to fly um, over a certain amount of time. So crew rest is actually really, really important for both the pilots and the stewardesses, the support staff on the flights. So it was really um, important for the crew to then uh, to get their, their rest. So I thought, mm, what a hot mess. But it has literally had a trickle down effect. Miami got delayed last night. So I had someone messaging me ugh, saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm in Miami, I'm stuck here. Uh, we were supposed to leave after eight o'clock and um, no go. So Miami got delayed, uh, Cuba got delayed, Jamaica got delayed, New York was delayed. It was like everybody, um, 
everyone was having issues as a result of, you know, one plane. And so if we have three or four planes, um, I thought to myself, mm, I, I don't know where the other flights were, but yeah, this is a little bit of an issue. Now, here's the thing, folks. Um, Cayman Airways, I can't imagine, is actually at full capacity yet. Like, I'm still thinking because of COVID that they're not running at full capacity, but maybe I'm wrong. Could I be wrong? I mean, is Cayman Airways bustling with, with people traveling? I mean, I must admit that some of you were real quick to jump on the plane as soon as phase four hit to go shopping. And all of a sudden you couldn't do a booster shot or you couldn't do a vaccine beforehand, but all of a sudden you were like, oh yeah, let me, let me, I need to get that vaccine now. Cause I need to go to Miami. And I was sitting there going, you need to go to Miami. Why? What's going on in Miami? Oh, Walmart, Walmart called. They're having a sale. And I was like, okay. Uh-oh. Anyway, um, hot mess is all I can tell you. But yeah, I don't know. Um, so yes, the frustration is real. I've seen your messages. Uh, like I said, Kim and Airways today will make some sort of announcement about what it is. It'll be the standard corporate thing, like, you know, whatever. But someone has said, you know, are they compensating people for these flight delays? Does Kim and Airways still compensate people for stuff like that? I don't even know. Um, someone said Kim and Airways should compensate, should issue some compensation for all the convenience for the past two days. It's only fair. It'd be interesting to see what they have to say in the matter. So far, they've said nothing regarding that um, because maybe it's because of the destination of the flight it's coming from, just putting it out there, food for thought. And I said, okay. Um, and then on top of it, yesterday, um, one guy said to me that they kept getting messages, like, you know, the, the updated emails. So it was like, okay, the flight is leaving at seven something. No, the flight is leaving at nine something. No, the flight is leaving at 10 something. And so he was like, you know, we just did not know when the flight was leaving. So I understand that a plane was here in Cayman um, that needed to taxi off and leave. And then once that left, that went straight to Jamaica to be able to pick up people, I guess, at the Kingston, at the International Airport in Kingston, right? So um, someone sent me a message at 840, and they said KX uh, from Jamaica to Cayman is finally boarding. Thank God the saga is over. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And they said, yes, there was some problem with incoming passengers. So even after the plane got to Jamaica, the problems continued. So this person said there was some problem on KX 2607, incoming passengers and immigration in Jamaica now, uh, which has caused the flight to be delayed. So a lot of times, just like in Miami, what you find is the crew flies in um, you know, they have to go through security and whatever. Sometimes, um, they are flying in, I think they try to arrange it where it's like a proper flight with like people on it. And then they make those people come off and disembark and whatever. And they have to quickly clean and disinfect the flight. And then crew has to be cleared and go back through, right? C crew can't stay on a plane and wait for the second leg or a return flight. Cause that's a totally different um, KX number and so on. So the crew has to go through security. They have to go through, I guess, customs clearance or whatever. 
uh, just in case, right? So there's certain product protocols that they have to follow. So this person said, this is like torture in the first degree. That was the terminology that they use. I was like, yikes. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if Cayman Airways offers compensation. You guys can tell me. I haven't heard about that in a minute. But if they don't, people are thinking, why are we not getting compensated for this? Daisy, good morning. Sunshine. Aliano says they have three max eights. Somebody mentioned a fourth one was on the way. Um, so after 24 hours, passengers have to retest again and pay money. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. Let me ask. Was it still valid? I don't know if airport delays... That's a good question, Damien. I don't know. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Used to go to Tampa a lot um, on the Sunday return. It was often disrupted. Now, I've been told uh, during the normal cycle, one of the reasons... Hey, morning, Jared. I see you now. Uh, one of the reasons why um, the Sunday flight is one of the worst flights is because of that Havana flight on Sunday. And there's always something with the Havana flight that's delayed, you know, um, they go, um, came in ways, picks them up from, where did we pick them up from? Do we pick them up from Miami and then fly them to Cuba? I forget exactly what route that is, but anyway, um, the staff are like, oh, in Miami, they dread that flight because it's always some issue, child. Always. Um, let me just see here. Okay. Tracy uh, says those that are refusing to take vaccination for religious reasons makes no sense. I love the story where there was a flood and this guy was on the roof and sent a boat helicopter. Yep. And when he got to heaven uh, and said, God, how could how come you never saved me? He said, I sent you a boat helicopter. Yes. What else do you want? Absolutely. Um, I think God helps those that help themselves. So, um, you know, we have to be cognizant of that. So Manza says Cayman Airways sucks. We, ha we have the world's worst airline. Well, I don't think that's the case. Believe it or not, there's far worse out there. Um, I think by and large, Kim and Airways actually does a pretty good job, not with the delays on a Sunday, but Kim and Airways is, has to be one of the safest um, airlines in the world, um, knock on wood. And um, I think that they really always uh, err on the side of caution because they never want to take any chances. So their pilots are very, very safe. Um, you know, you always have a good flight. Uh, I think with Cayman Airways, it lands well and so on. But I think the delays can certainly frustrate people. There are many, many elements to um, the airline business. And I think Cayman Airways gets a lot of it correct. But yeah, the flight situation can be very, very frustrating. Uh, Louis says that's why he wants his own plane. Y'all understand my pain. Uh, Tracy reminds us that um, vaccines save lives and that Miss Juliana O'Connor Connolly is in a better position because she has been vaccinated. Yes, indeed. 
Uh, speaking of Kim and Airways, says Tracy, wow, over 1K to get to Florida and back. What? You can go to Europe for that. Why so expensive? Um, I guess like everything else in the world, airline tickets have gone up, but that sounds crazy. When are you trying to go? That sounds crazy. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not traveling at the moment, but Ooh, that sounds, that sounds crazy. Uh, Jared says safest doesn't mean efficient. <laughs> Good morning, Jared. Good morning, my son. How are you? How are I'm you? good. So you're saying safe does not mean efficient. Yeah, but right? yeah, okay. This is where I'm coming from because I don't want to make it look mm -hmm. like I come in for um, Kim and Airways. Um, Kim and Airways has always strived to improve, but the rate of improvement always seems to be below you're coming up. in a little bit low it, it, it always volume, it right? always seems to be below can you hear me now a little bit better now maybe okay let me just pull it a little bit closer yeah check out that mic i'm, I'm trying to adjust my <clears throat> audio up but i want to make sure people can hear you they can hear me now yeah just speak okay. up keep your voice up okay yeah so basically, the, the percentage of rate at which Cayman Airways does their improvements, it always seems to be a bit lacking, right? Because mm -hmm. if you always have a domino effect with a delay in one country, then the, the customer experiences diminish. So really and truly, you, you can be safe, but people have schedules. This is a global world. So either mm -hmm. Cayman Airways is going to get on the global trend because if we are the largest financial center we need to meet that standard as being a global airline right now in, in terms of a caymanian global airline where we can do what we need to do we show up we get our passengers from a to b with as with as minimum delays now th this has always been a pre-existing issue now mm -hmm. if we if we have the biggest baddest airplane in the caribbean then we need we need to start looking strategically at minimizing delays so we should have backup planes as a matter of fact right so i know they want to sell the other whatever five the the seven the other 700s i think that's uh, isn't that plane gone already i think that's gone it, it is gone but you see the thing the lack of foresight because if you're if you're onboarding three to four new planes and you're selling the rest to liquidate cash which is understandable when you have delays like this, which do happen, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna sit down on our lap or sit down on our hands and be like, oh well, mm -hmm, we got how we? This is this is the bottom line issue that I have with Cayman Airways when it comes to their delays. Now they're a good company. There's good mm -hmm. people. I'm just saying when we look at it, we have to look at it holistically. And the CEO, the CEO, uh, everybody's saying you can't. You can hear me better now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so some people were saying that they couldn't hear me. So I'm probably going to have to. Long story yeah. short. Well, Manza Musa Richard King says that he can hear you. Okay, so long story short, Kim and Airways just needs to um, improve their delays, meaning try to minimize it as much as possible. Now it's COVID yeah. and you have regulations with different countries and those, those things have to be factored in. But if, if you're servicing three to five different countries, you need mm -hmm. to have at least two to three reserve airplanes in addition to those 400s that you have because a plane could break down. That's mm -hmm. the thing. A plane could break down. And if we are the safest, well, we need to have a strategic plan.
to make sure that we have backup plans to get people in and out. That's all it takes. I don't know what the what the lack of foresight. Anyways, that that just my two cents. It they need to they need to get on the ball. Yeah, but what, when you say a backup airline, how exactly does that work? Because I don't okay, think a backup airline. Okay, well you see the I don't thing. think they can afford to have a backup plane just because kind of sitting there because waiting for the airport to is probably at capacity. It probably is not ideal. Now I know there was an expansion in the pipeline for Cayman Airways, but the thing is, it it for them and 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 I don't want to cast any aspersions how are we for me what it what it boils down to is are we getting the value for money when it comes to delays because if you keep delaying your customers your customers not going to fly with you i always feel really good to fly on cayman airways because it's a caymanian airline not a lot of caribbean countries can say that right mm -hmm. but if if it is a caymanian airline mm -hmm. we need to perform at the global standard where we when when an issue arises we, we 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 can mitigate it now if if it is that we do not have space foresight and planning if we're trying to go to a hundred thousand you cannot still be running at five five um five seven whatever max 800 right. max, whatever that is the thing so they need to start planning and and come with the thing good because the, the what they're not realizing is that every time a customer has a bad experience and you pro you probably can relate to this the likelihood of them coming back is going to be probably really low because even if it is a Cayman well they don't have no choice with Cayman Airways <laughs> that's the that's that's the truth when it comes to most instances yeah but that's the thing you need to provide a quality service Not yeah, it has to be excellent at least the bare minimum where we can say okay we will always undertake to get our customers back to and from now mm -hmm. i wouldn't say 24 hours probably say 48 or 72 hours you know if it's a 24 hours people gonna hold it to that so if we mm -hmm. say we, we will always try to get our customers back within their destination 72 hours yeah but there needs to be mm -hmm. there needs to be a standard mission you understand what i'm saying i know i know mm -hmm. about oh you know th that's the only choice but we didn't truly feel the only choice at least try to be at least above 50 percent when it comes to um well, we don't to be fair to cayman airways right <clears throat> and i want to be fair to them and i'd love for them to come on the program and give us some real numbers but we don't have any idea how many um flight hours are operating and of that how many flights are delayed like it would be great to have the facts because we only hear about cayman airways when, when the issue arises is wrong so we're yes. only hearing about them this weekend mm -hmm. but they've been flying throughout the pandemic and i really mm -hmm. haven't heard too many complaints exactly um, they've been flying you know even since phase four and this is the first weekend that i've really heard that they've well, been some serious delays and some serious concerns so if kim and Airways says listen we are late or we have an issue five percent of the time mechanical issues can't be controlled etc cetera, etc cetera. Exactly. yeah um I suppose there is a margin of expectation that these yeah. things will happen. Yeah. Remember during the holiday weekend, I was telling you guys just the other day, over 10,000 flights were canceled all yes. over the world. Yes. Um, yes. We never heard about Cayman Airways delaying that weekend or canceling any flights mm -hmm. or anything of the sort. So is it fair to say um, that Cayman Airways, you know, is 95 doing relatively well? 95% of the time, I can say that they do well, right? I, I know with my words, I was saying 
um, earlier on, it might come off as criticism, but those words were more of suggestions and ideas because I didn't so this just- This Christmas weekend, mm-hmm. 10,000 flights were canceled worldwide mm-hmm. over Christmas weekend due to virus-related software with Omicron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of flights. I didn't hear about any cancellations with Kim and Airways or any issues with Kim and Airways. Now, someone has answered her question potentially as it relates to compensation. So this is what they're saying. Compensation is only given after four hours of the flight being delayed. And in which case it's a meal voucher, $10 uh, breakfast if it's a morning flight, $15 lunch for midday flights and $25 dinner for late flights. But who knows that might've changed since COVID. Well, I'm curious to know if your flight is delayed um, 24 hours um, later, what's the, what's the situation there? Um, you know, where, where are you going or, or how is that going to work? Uh, you know, where do you stay? Um, someone actually sent me some photos of people at the Pegasus and I'm wondering if Kim and Airways had put them up. I think that was on Instagram. Let me see. That's a nice hotel though. I'm thinking that maybe Kim and Airways, um, I'm thinking that Kim Airways had um, put them up at, at this location. Let me just see if I can find those messages. So um, I guess they at least took care of the hotel situation. Anyway, we'll we'll look out for Kim Airways' ex- explanation on what transpired. Um, Jared, I'm going to bring you back in a second. Um, so we have Louis says, listen, um, Airline delays are imminent simply because of safety is the number one concern. Mechanical issues are something that you can't, uh, you don't want to deal with in flight. Well, that's for sure. Um, Aliano says, came in a raise like everything in this country is just a byproduct of convoluted operation, only designed to extract the most while providing a basic, and I say basic consumer product. Ooh, ooh, that one hurt. Uh, Ms. Brenda says, Jared, these delays aren't caused by the plane breakdowns. It's the problems with justifications that they're going to. Again, it's a lack of proper management. And she says, I really hope that this new board will do a necessary and proper overhaul and adjusting where necessary. So again, we have been told um, that, uh, you know, We've, we've been told that uh, there was some um, some additional issues that might have contributed to the delays. So including the fact that, you know, essentially um, travel came in and said, no, it's too late to accommodate the flight. What is too late? What are, does travel command have operating hours? Because you know that the, the um, I understand that the plane was already fixed and ready to return, and travel came in. So technically, at that point, had no mechanical issues, but travel came in said they wouldn't accommodate the flight because it was too late. Uh, and someone says they need to to give you and tell you the truth about why the flight was canceled yesterday and the delay of today. So the delays continued to impact even the Miami flight last night coming out of uh, <clears throat> coming out of Miami, obviously. Um, you know, was also delayed. They were supposed to leave, I think, after eight o'clock, and it was like after 10 o'clock before they were actually boarding in Miami. 
Marshall says, listen, no airline is perfect. Cayman Airways is doing the best with what they have. At least they didn't cancel the flights like the other airlines worldwide. Well, I guess if a flight doesn't show up for a day, that's probably considered a cancellation. All right. Um, another thing that was quite interesting about the Cayman Airways situation, and I found this incredibly funny, um, in a way, because some of y'all, some of your comments had me like literally cracking up, but it was the um, message about the food. <clears throat> So you guys, if you follow us on social media, you would have seen the um, food photo where the person's like, in Cuba, this is what we got. Like, this really does not look attractive. And I put their exact quote, <clears throat> sorry, that went with the message. And um, I'm going to bring it up here so you guys can have a look at this. And we can certainly analyze uh, this food situation. And you can tell me. <laughs> You can tell me what you think. Is it much ado about nothing? Are you expecting good food? Listen, good food on airlines, that's a thing of the past. That is long gone, folks. You're not getting good food on airline ever again. Um, remember when they used to have, and listen, this is, when I say remember, I'm not that old. So I'm not in the glory days of traveling in the 70s or 60s when you had like reclining seats on an airline and you had all this bougie food and a full course meal three courses. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I don't remember those days. I remember traveling in the eighties and nineties and onward, um, where you got, it kind of dwindled down over time, but at one point you used to get a little plate of something, maybe a little sandwich or whatever. And then it went to like, maybe getting a muffin if you're lucky. And now, uh, you get none of that. Now you get, um, a water, <laughs> maybe juice service offered to you. I don't know since COVID, because I haven't traveled since COVID, but um, you know, maybe now they don't even offer that anymore. But look at this plate of food and tell me what you think. So the person said, um, this was their comment. We've been on the, at the airport in Cuba from minutes to 11. And this was posted after nine o'clock. But they said, we've been at the airport from minutes to 11 till now, 8.15. And now this is what Cayman Airways has given us to eat. This is so wrong. And the plane is in the airport broken down. The sob is on her way with the part they say. Oh, that's why they were sending the sob. Yeah. And we don't really know anything. So we are just here sitting ducks with no information from anyone. So um, I looked at this and I thought, yeah, I probably wouldn't be too enthused about this because y'all know me already. You know, I love my food. Um, so you don't come and talk to me with bad food, especially when um, I'm upset already. So, you know, if I'm already cranky, I'm like that person in the, in the um, what's the commercial call? Um, the Snickers commercial, you know, where I I'm upset. Already, the last thing you want to do is to bring me something like this <laughs> to eat because I'm just like, oh, no, 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 TD. Listen, I'm hungry. I've been at the airport since 11 o'clock in the morning. It's now 8 o'clock. I don't know what options there are for food at the Cuban airport because to be honest, I haven't been to Cuba in a minute. But geez, I'm peace. What's with the tomatoes? Two little slices of tomatoes. Um what literally six french fries one two three four five six seven french fries because well that little half one those two half ones don't really count so it's almost like four and a half 
fries. That chicken look dry. No seasoning. Mm, mm, mm. White chicken making it even worse. Because y'all know I love me some dark meat. Give me a leg and a thigh, y'all. Ooh, so this is chicken breast. And you know chicken breast, you got to know how to cook chicken breast. Because chicken breast already dry. And if you can't get that right with some little juices and stuff, a little bit of gravy, would it have killed them to put some gravy on this? And then one little one little tops of rice. It's like they took a baby spoon. Looks like Gianna's little spoon that she eats with. They took a little baby spoon and they threw the rice on there. Ah, it doesn't look appetizing, I must say. Now, I saw a lot of the comments saying, what were you expecting? A five-course meal. Suck it up. Um... You know, um, somebody said, you're lucky. Why are you guys complaining? Uh, there was 135 comments, folks. I'll show you guys because the comments. Hold on a second here. Hold on, hold on. The comments were like the best part of this post. Like I was just there for the comments. I was just like, OMG. Y'all are funny. Uh, let me see here now. So yes, it was it was these comments that had me cracking up. Uh, let me see if I can increase the speed. The um, yes, so here was the post, and then oops, okay. So 135 comments later. Let me read some of these because they were hilarious. Um, Opal said in the comments, "Jamaica flight was delayed as well." So some people were saying, "Yep, canceled." Uh, and remember now, these flight issues have an ongoing impact on the staff as well. Um, so it's not just that the airport staff. So it, it isn't just, um, you know, Cayman Airways, it's Customs and Border Control, CBC, and others who are impacted by these delays because they, be, they have to work late. And sometimes they've been at the airport all day long um, and they have to continue to work. Uh, so Senia says that's what they do most of the time, like people traveling, free, worst airline ever and more, ha, ha, ha. Uh, Marva says, ungrateful people like yourself. Uh, worst airline, does Cuba have an airline? Ooh, Marva. Mm, 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 mm. Marva went for the jugular there. She's like, don't be complaining about my airline when uh, you got crappy service in Cuba. Uh, Dushi do Boo says this is a slap in the face. Uh, Marcel Hernandez is putting on her, um, <laughs> she's little piglet putting on her, um, what do you call it? Her bib ready to eat. Yeah, this wouldn't have been something I would have been all that interested in eating. I gotta be honest with you. I would have tried to look for something else, but like I said, in Cuba, your options might be limited. Now, Cuba is very weird, uh, when it comes to food. Because I've been to Cuba before. Um, Stuart Bostock, he is hilarious. He says, you're welcome. I can't imagine there being any fine dining options in Havana Airport. <laughs> so that one got a couple laughs. Um, Raj was here with a little dog emoji laughing. Um, someone else said, be thankful. Uh, Dark Star says, that's delicious. Well, I don't know what he's used to eating, but no, no, no. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's delicious. Uh, Clinton Says we're on a think on a is Paris. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So Marshall commented on that. He said, Oh wow, that's rough. Uh Sanya says, Cuba, you guys lucky that they feed you. 
Jamaica got canceled. Uh, well, lots of people to come and go down from there. But, you know, I feel like in Jamaica, it's probably easier um, to find better tasting food. You, you know how it go in Jamaica, man. You can just call up a little brethren and be like, yo, I'm stuck at the airport. Bring me some curry chicken. Huh? And they'd be like, yep, got you covered. Rice and beans, curry chicken, um, a little coleslaw or something on the side. You know, you could probably get some better options than in Cuba. But like I said, um, Marva makes a good point here. It says, whenever you're traveling, always have lots of snacks because you never know. And that's probably good uh, advice as well. Um, so people, I think, very, very uh, polarized. Vanessa said, buy your own food and stop depending on KY for everything. I, um, yeah, I kind of feel like a bit of a situation here. Maybe a couple things to consider. You know, um, some people do not travel with any contingencies in place. I think this is a bad idea. So they are not traveling, uh, Jared, with um, food. They're not traveling with money to buy food. They're already broke. In COVID times, I think I said this yesterday, you got to be ready to activate your plan B. So your plan B might include the fact that you're going to be stuck somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, if you test positive for COVID, you got to stay longer in that country. So make sure you have extra reserves. You don't go spend I'm all your money. Head head all. Yeah. You have a place to stay. You have food to eat. Mm -hmm. um, would yeah. I have been impressed with this food if I was already cranky from, you know, a flight delayed or canceled? No, I wouldn't have. I would not have eaten this food. I would have put this food in the garbage. Oh. Um, I don't know what my options would have been at the Havana airport. And then sometimes if you're thinking, oh, yeah, you know, the flight is still coming, the party's on the way, whatever, you can't leave the airport. You have to stay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you I might think, not have had any other option. I think, you know, a matter of being grateful is one to consider because there's a lot of countries who do not have what Cayman has and what Cuba has. So, mm -hmm. you know, be thankful that you got something to eat. Whilst it may not have been to your liking, it wasn't oats, it wasn't porridge, it wasn't dirt. So at the very, yeah, be appreciative. I, I know it's hard coming from somebody my age, but, um, and yeah, it's, and I don't want to say it's Cuba. We have to mm -hmm. be in mind, Cuba is a communist country. And the reason why it doesn't have everything that it has is because of the U.S. embargo. Now, mm -hmm. if you are flying to a country like Cuba, like Sandy says, you, you need to have a plan B, bring some extra chips, like that, yeah. and make sure you have a plan B. Or if something don't work out in Cuba, this is where I can go. Well, you know you can't be traveling with no drinks in your bag, so that's always. Can you can you know thing. something, Miss Andy? Where anytime I fly anywhere, you know, I make sure to have cash. Cause that a little that yeah. little trick, you know, make sure you got a little cash when when yeah. you go in there. Get a little chips, and for me, when I go into my airplane, I buy me myself five or four bag of chips, mm -hmm. so that when I in the flight, you know, cause you know they only give you juice and water. So yeah. you get those chips them to stretch. <laughs> to stretch. I must say that um, when I travel, it kind of depends on where I'm going and kind of how long I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, like if I'm doing like a one day trip in Miami, a lot of times I'm like rushing to get to the airport. I don't even have time to grab like proper meal during the day. Oh, okay. And so, but I always know that at Miami airport, they're restaurants, you know, I can walk up to yeah. another, mm -hmm. um, what do you call them? Um, the, um, the restaurants, the food mart. What do you call them? Food. The food court. 
food court. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to the food court in the airport. Uh, you know, wow. they obviously have closing hours and stuff too. So there used to be one little sushi place in the Miami airport that I used to like, but I was always missing them because of their hours. But you know, you can go to the um there's California pizzas that used to be there. I don't know if that's still mm-hmm. there. I don't even go to the Chinese. Uh, they got Burger King, they got the little um Mexican they they I always used to go to that one, like Concourse, I think it's by E. When you walk in, the one that was right there on the, I forget what it's called, on the left-hand side, they always had ripe plantains, child. They, oh, they yeah. were, it was like a Spanish-themed restaurant, so they could they could cook. You know, you get your little rice and beans, like the different version of rice and beans. Okay, they, yeah. They always had ripe plantains. I was like, mm, if I want mm-hmm. to go salmon they had it nice mixed with the salsa so yeah i i listen i check in first make sure i'm good and then i'm gonna go look, look for food but like i too. said i haven't <laughs> been to cuba oh my god i don't even know you know that was gonna be my next trip before the pandemic hit because cuba. my husband has never been to cuba oh. and i was like oh yeah we should go to cuba make you see cuba and i've been like four or five times or whatever nice, um, cuba, nice. and i was like yeah we need to go to cuba so he can see cuba and you know like we went to honduras and you got to travel different places to see what to appreciate you appreciate about life. <laughs> because boy, I'm kissing Cayman soil when I come back. Because if people went to Haiti, if they think say Cuba is something. Oh, child, you're not getting me to go to Haiti now. I, I went I to Haiti on Sunday. And let me I'm tell not you going something. to no Haiti. No, no I was no. very appreciative of Owen Roberts International. Yeah, I mean, I just look at the pictures said, of Haiti and make me want to cry. So and I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about Haiti. I'm just saying your airport situation is a bit smaller. You don't have that much amenities. So, you know, each country has its own different way of how it handles its international airport food situation. And we have to be grateful. Thank God for the United States of America. And, you know, if you're flying to the States, you know what you're going to get. You're going to have endless opportunities of food and all them things. So I'm, 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 I'm glad those people in Cuba are getting food and they're being fed. All right, so Damien says at 9 p.m. the restaurant there probably was low in food and had to feed every passenger. Thanks, USA, for their embargo and 240 sanctions. So that's an interesting point, that maybe the restaurant just didn't have very much to offer. Um, You know, and I guess it's not as easy to, like, phone in and say, oh, you know, deliver whatever. You know, like I said, for me, the food in Cuba was really, really interesting. And I found a couple spots that I really, really liked. Like, there was this one close to, like, the university there in Havana. It was a little um, hole in the wall kind of place that I discovered. I forget what it was called now, but boy, they had the best um, ice cream. Mm. And I find that Cubans eat a lot of pork. So if yes. you're not a pork eater, um, mm. you might have some issues, but they do a lot of pork dishes and stuff I like that. Too, pick up and um, you know, some things were harder to come by. Yes. And pe- people to me were like, oh, the food is so cheap in Cuba. And I was like, well, it certainly depended on what you were getting. Because if you were going there and trying to have a little lobster dinner, mm-hmm. it wasn't really any cheaper than what you'd be paying in Cayman, to be honest. Yeah. Um, steak and beef can be challenging to come across. But I must say, some of the fattest cows I've ever seen in my life were in Cuba. I mean, they were fat. I'm like, why are they so big? What are you guys feeding these cows? And my little interpreter was explaining to me that the cows are, because they're using them for milk production, cheese, and especially when you go in the country, that um, you know they get pretty well taken care of because that's their source of other things that they need. So you know the oh. Cuban government provides you with certain things, like you get free milk or whatever um, up to the age of five to make sure that you're getting enough calcium and milk. And yeah. then they might give everybody like a voucher for like you know beef or bag of rice or whatever 
up until like a certain age and stuff as well. So they try to ensure that you get some of the necessities. I guess this is communism. I don't know. But, um, you know, it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting to learn a little bit more about the food situation there. Yeah. Um, by and large, um, some places were decent with food and then other places. I'm like, why are you guys not using seasoning? What, what is it with seasoning? I, I think that uh, you know, I it also has to do with the European um, clientele because their clientele is more geared towards European. So you see a lot of having been to Cuba myself, there's a lot of European influence. I bear it in mind. I'm not here to. to like I'm not going. I'm going to like the local, the little uh, what do they call the little restaurants? Uh, the pasta. Like pasta La Tiendas. But that's where I'm going to try and look for some food. Mm -hmm. um, Sarah says, I thought that that was pita bread. Ooh. Mm -hmm. it kind of that, like I didn't know it was chicken. I thought, uh, the, anyway. Pita bread, some good pita bread, warm with butter would probably have been more tasty oh, yeah. than that, that dried up chicken. Um, Aliano says, what is that? My God, really plain slackness. And this is not something we can blame Kim Airways for. I mean, as Damon Yeah, this out, is a situation that yeah, these are probably seems the only to be Kim and Travel caused, and it would be good to know when Kim and Travel closes down for the day, because it it, it kind of made it seem as if this was an issue caused by Kim and Airways when it was really more or less Kim and Travel saying we're closed. And the thing is, and this is the thing with the COVID vaccination, you, the government has told people, oh, you need to get it within twenty four hours. Now we have a situation which is. Um, unforeseeable circumstance are those people to get retested because of i'm gonna find out because it, it is gonna cause a lot of issues and i know the 24 hours is really to delay people or prevent people from traveling more or less who don't need to but mm -hmm. you only can find out about the um i'm gonna find out about the pcr test yeah because that would be a real inconvenience because then those yeah. people have to go. Some, I, I haven't heard anybody complain about it. So somehow no. I don't think that it was an issue. So no. Carol says, this is Cuba. They don't have much. I'm sure many Cubans don't even get that to eat. Miss um, Sue says, yep, Cuba doesn't have much choice of food themselves. So yes, uh, what do you expect? Um, Y'all lucky to get food because it's very sparse. Yes. Yeah. You know, one thing they seem to have a lot of is ice cream. Mm -hmm. You go to the little um, the little ice cream place right across from that hotel. What's it called again? Like uh, by La, La Rampa, mm -hmm. um, the little ice cream parlor and whatever. Oh, on a weekend they be packed. Yeah, I was like, when I first saw that, I'm like, y'all love ice cream like that? I didn't think so. Mexico does that, that too. Um, I don't know if you get free ice cream. Like there was some deal with the ice cream. Yeah. Um, that apparently, Damien says China is more communist. Well, of course China is more communist. I told y'all last week how China makes people disappear. Like, not just the average citizen either. We're talking about celebrities and, and businessmen just disappear. They wipe them off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. They wipe them off of social media. They do everything. Um, Kim, Kim, Kim Maria says, we have to go back to the good old days like the Oliver Samuels used to walk with the thermos full of food <laughs> because me nan yam that day. Wait them dash down upon the plate like them a feed hog kiss my teeth. Mm, mm, mm. So you're gonna be um walking with a full plate of food in that case. Well, 
You know what? If you can walk with it, I've seen people. Listen, sometimes, like I said, when I go to Miami for like a day trip or whatever, I don't have time to really sit down and have a full meal. So what I'll do is on my way to the airport, I'll go to like my favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll stop in to Cheesecake Factory. Yes. And, ooh, they have this pasta cabanera dish that is like to die for. Mm-hmm. And I just grab that. And then when I get on the plane or I'm at the airport and I can relax for a minute, I start to chow down. Yeah. Yes, uh, Kim Maria, that might be what it is. Um, Louis is still pushing for his own private plane. He said he'd carry lots of snacks, water, and hot tea for everybody. They don't serve anything but a beverage on the flights now. Yes, child, Emma, I know. Uh, Irvlin says Cuban ice cream is the best. Uh, Vernice said this is not the time to travel for just fun, only emergency if need be. Yeah, I think that I understand that sentiment, but people also are, are vacationing and some people for their own sanity, their yeah. own mental sanity, they need to take a vacation. They need to go and see family. So it yeah. might be a medical emergency, but you know, um, they've been cooped up for like three months now. They haven't been able to see anyone. Like I was thinking about my poor helper. She hasn't been able to see her husband in person for like three years. Mm-mm. Not so. So Marcel says, yeah, they don't really use a lot of seasoning. Um, Emma says, yeah, but kill one of them and you go to jail. Kill one of who? A Cuban? Well, I would hope if you kill anybody, you go to jail. Uh, Irvin says the restaurant across from the water is not too bad. Which water? Y'all name specific restaurants. I wish I could remember the name of the little restaurant that I went to, but I've been to Cuba a few times, um, Palavar. Thank you, Damien. And you know, um, I must tell you that some of the best breakfasts I've had was actually in Cuba from the little lady that I stayed with. Um, Miss Martha was her name, Marta. And oh, I wonder if Miss Marta's still alive. Gosh. Um, but she was the sweetest little Cuban lady. Can I tell you all a little Cuban story and then we're going to move on? So. When I, uh, the first time I went to Cuba, I actually went with Denny Warren Jr. He was, um, we were very, very good friends. And so we decided we were gonna go on this friendship adventure together. Um, and so, oh, the cow, okay, you killed the cow, all right. So we, we, we went and it was quite an adventure, trust me. I have some memories from that trip. I'm like, whoo. Um, first of all, I remember Denny being um, attracted to a lot of the Cuban women. He's like, oh, they're so pretty. They're so attractive. And I saw some of them on La Rampa and I'm like, mm, no woman, honey, that's a man. And he's like, no, 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 that's a woman. I'm like, mm, look at the Adam's apple. That is a man, a very good looking transvestite, but that is a man. Anyway, we hooked up with this guy who was a translator for the Cuban government. So he was like our tour guide, him and his friend. And they kind of took us around and whatever. So um, very, very, you know, told us a lot of their perspective of the history of Cuba. We went to the museum. Very, very interesting historical um, stuff, right? But you you read it all with a tinge of, you know, curiosity because you know the Cuban government is controlling everything, right? So then my next trip, I went to Cuba. I did it my way. Right. So the first time we stayed in a hotel and, you know, got to learn a little bit of the ropes. So the next time then I said, OK, I'm going to go to Cuba. And I hooked up and I stayed with Marta. And I don't even remember how I, how I got a hold of Marta. But anyway, somebody must have recommended her. So she rents rooms, uh, older building, but really nice, like marble floors. And, you know, it's an old time 
elevator that you were hoping you never got stuck in. But she had the best breakfast because every morning she'd go yes. and get fresh butter, like mm -hmm. fresh earned butter. Natural, healthy. Oh, yes. Now, I don't drink coffee, and I actually don't even like the smell of coffee more. Maybe the coffee smells good. Freshly squeezed juice. Mm. And ham and scrambled eggs and oh child i woke up every morning and you guys feel good you must feel like a million bucks drinking water for breakfast mm -hmm. right i woke up every morning in cuba when i stayed with her looking forward to breakfast i'm like oh miss marta we're gonna have some more fresh bread and butter it was like so divine and here's a little joke um the little the guy the cuban translator that we met um <laughs> on the first trip Child, we were out having lunch and he was buying me flowers, asking me if I didn't want to get married soon and if I want to have children, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, dude, pump the brakes. I don't even know you. <laughs> Where are you coming out from? Just, ooh, you're a little too hot and heavy now. You're a stranger to me. Uh, some of those questions are a bit personal. Oh, but you're such a beautiful woman. I'm like, mm, here we go. Desperation, marriage of convenience. Like I saw the red flags. I'm like, oh, child, I'm not that desperate. Yes. Universal nice language. Oh, you don't need to speak English. Actually, he was he was fluent in English. But anyway, so the next trip I went out of a courtesy, I emailed him and said, hey, I'm back in Cuba. And, you know, here's, you know, give me a call. So he calls me at Miss March's place. Listen to this hot mess, Jared. Mm -hmm. He calls me. Hey, Kevin, I see you. Soon, link you. He calls me and um, the dude is like upset with me because Oh, you come to Cuba and you did not tell me that you were coming. And 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 what are you doing? And I was I was like, at that point, I think I'd been back already once. And I was like, dude, this is like my third time now. I'm a pro. I'm good. I don't need you to take me around. I don't need you as a translator. But he was legit getting like a little bit Upset. almost like jealous. And I'm like, I don't even know you like that. Like, what what? Mm -hmm. And he was like talking my ear off. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm trying not to be rude. Then I'm thinking of all my curse words in Spanish just in case I need to use one. I was going to be popping off here, certainly. And Marta could sense my frustration. And so she actually took the phone from me and just told him in Spanish, get off the phone. Ah, Miss Sandy is busy. She's very busy. You get off the phone now and blah, 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 blah. Click. So she knew exactly how to handle him with a little bit of Spanish flair. And I was like, thank you, Marta. She's like, yes, he is crazy. I said, whew. Uh, Camaria says, Sandra, you speak the patois. Sweet, you fret. Kevin, buenos dias. Good morning, good morning. How's everyone today? Good. How are you? You're looking good. You feeling Thank okay? <clears throat> all's well, all's well. I just heard heard some people bashing a, my national carrier this morning. I said, Whoa. no, 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 no. That's not allowed. This is what on my desk. Kevin has a model airplane. Why do you have a model airplane? You wanted to be a pilot or what? Well, when I was younger, I always wanted to um, be an aviator. I always wanted to be a pilot. Um, that didn't work out, which was a good thing. Um, after 9-11 had happened, my best friend's dad at the time was a pilot for Kimberly Ways. And, and um, you know, they had cut a lot of pilots' job at that time. And yeah. he says, Kevin, you know, you just got to think about other options. And I'm like, no, no, aviation was going to be it for me. And, and so I was not listening, but... Over the course of uh, the years, my life kind of went into different different things. I started doing some law enforcement and then end up in communications. And, and then so things worked out. But it was a really good thing that it didn't um, go in the aviation route because, you know, I got hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and that would have grounded me. Um, similar to Bob Hamaday, when he found out he had his heart issue, he couldn't be a pilot anymore. 
Um, and, and that would have been pretty much me. I would have been losing my dream job if I went mm -hmm. that path. So, you know, God works in mysterious ways and everything happens for a reason. So, mm -hmm. but no, yeah. I love, love my national carrier. I know some people were saying that they might not be as reliable, but I, I, that's not been my experience. I, I used mm -hmm. to travel um, between Tampa and Cayman very, very often. Um, I would say at least every three to four months, I would be back home before COVID. And very rare did I experience a whole lot of issues. Um, yes, there were times that they were delayed and stuff, but a lot of times when they were delayed, and if I checked, I, I got to the airport without getting a little notification that they were delayed, I would um, immediately get a voucher, a food voucher for me to be able to dine at one of the restaurants. I have never, even sometimes a six, seven hour delay, and other carriers never had that experience with mm -hmm. any other carrier other than Cayman Airways. And I do travel a lot because there are times I travel throughout the United States on other airlines that obviously Cayman Airways don't uh, travel. And even if Cayman Airways is priced a little higher than some of my other, um, it, the other airlines that was there, it wasn't worth it for me. I, I still love my Cayman Airways. The only thing that made me upset with them was when they start charging for their suitcases. <laughs> so, but other yeah, than yeah. Yeah, there is a um. I don't know. For me, whether whether I fly to Jamaica, Tampa, when I see that Caymanian airplane, and you sit down and you see a little coat of arms, I say, "Are you alright?" Because you feel proud. you feel that little bit of Cayman. Well, you feel that Cayman mm -hmm. on that airplane, and you know you see the you see the um stewardess or steward coming and you know, hey, how you doing? And they, they chat to you. So to be honest, they are an excellent airline. And they're doing really well and extremely well. <clears throat> and they will continue to do well. They have my 100% support at the end of the day. And I think, you know, we have to be a bit gracious with them that it is COVID-19. Um, each country has its own stipulations and regulations. But they, they will never leave you. That's one thing. They, they, might, they might take a while, but they will, they will never leave you. And that's the one thing that uh, I can say about Kim and Airways. So we have um just to clarify, um, yes, <laughs> so everybody says no, she was referring to killing the cows. Okay, <laughs> I was I was confused about kill. I was like, killing who? Um Damien says, nope, that's a tranny, la trampa, not la rampa. <laughs> well, they were hanging out on la rampa. Miss Janet is here. Say hi to your mom, Kevin. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fully recovered from COVID now? I am. I am. The COVID did not bother me very much. It was, uh, I've had worse colds. Um, I guess I, I'm going to have to thank being fully vaccinated and boosted for that. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone in my household also did quite well. They managed, managed quite well with, with the COVID. Um, so we, we, we're doing good back to, you know, pretty much normal, able to go out and about and stuff again. Um, but it's really um, peaks in this area. Well, it's really, really still out there, I should say. Um, they're expecting it to peak any day now and start to see a decline in cases, but it's still a lot out there. In fact, if you go to the stores, no one could find any of the uh, lateral flow tests, the little take-home tests. It's just not there. Um, luckily, I had a good stash um, that, you know, I, I saw this was coming, and so I made sure I got my supply. Um, and so I, my neighbors, I'm the HOA president for the community I live in, and, and they all know that, oh, Go to Kevin. Kevin could hook me up. So I, 
I've been I've been trying to help out as much people like I can um, with, with, with it. But um, yeah, you're not going to mm -hmm. find any in the stores. Walmart, Sam's was the best place to actually get it from. That was the most affordable, but they haven't had it in well over a month and a half or so. And um, Publix, CVS, you're just not finding them. And, and when you do find them too, the prices have gone up quite a bit on them. So I'd say K-Man is you know, still in a much better position than we are um, when it comes to fighting COVID here. Hmm. Very good. Very good. All right. Um, so Kevin wanted to come on and, and, and uh, really um, say that, listen, they'll be bashing his well, uh, I, national I did, airline. This home. So, it, yeah. No, no, no. It, it in, Aries could make it just a bit up to Vancouver under 800 max because I know they're in Colorado. If they could just reach Colorado and come up, they, would, they, would, they can get my money anytime. You, you know, you think about it this way, Jared, though. You got two Canadian airlines coming from Canada. They're both coming from the east. If if Cayman strategic, they might want to try to pick up some of the traffic from the western side of Canada. That, that's that's my suggestion right. because I know WestJet and Air Canada dominates the east. But if Cayman Airways can do something in New York, then Colorado, and go, I guess, diagonally, come up, it, it could work, but it... it, it it takes time, you know. Good yeah. things take time. And my thing is, I'm not rushing them when they reach Vancouver. Because yeah. I know in Cayman, we got a good amount of people. I had some friends growing up yeah. in Saskatchewan and them, them places out there in the West uh -huh. and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something for them to look at. I do know they got a good team of people that do a lot of good research before they add a route and stuff. I remember when I was a mm -hmm. reporter back in Cayman 27 days, we've mm -hmm. had a lot of little discussions and stuff. And, and I will tell you, uh, Mr. Worms and, and, and all of the team over there, they are. They are doing a great job because remember when I was growing up, how Cayman Airways was was really in major major debt and stuff, and they have brought Cayman Airways and back. and, and mm -hmm. yes, it's not where it needs to be yet, and they know it's not where it needs to be, but it doesn't change overnight. I mean, money exactly. just doesn't drop on your lap like that. Yeah, and yeah, it takes, takes a while. Strategic moves to to make Cayman a much more um, profitable airline without, again, without causing any safety issues um, by, yeah. by taking extra risks. Like some of the other airlines, you know, even though it might be within the regulations from the FAA or whichever body they're under, um, they they are always going to um, air on the side of caution. Remember when the MAX 8 um, came happened? Oh, and we, had to, were, we were the first to the ground them. First, one of the very first to ground the aircraft saying, nope, we're not flying this aircraft. We're going to use the older ones that we know is, is, is um, safe until we figure this thing out. And yes. And yes, that had a big financial consequence, but they are not compromising safety. And that, and that's a good thing at the end of the day. And I think, to be honest, I don't know. Air Jamaica <laughs> is always delaying. I know people are going to probably bash me for them, but anyways, that that is true. You know, airline mm -hmm. carriers come with their issues, and you know, I, that is something that I'd be willing to talk to um, President Fabian Worms on because we do have a lot of Caymanian students in on the West Coast that go to UBC, SFU, and it is a bit difficult having to go from west all the way to east then down so it it i would have to i guess have some discussion with them which i'm willing to do as i work with um, a university on the west coast so maybe on my trip back who knows maybe i it, it probably can happen and support mm -hmm. and yeah, at least if it's a discussion yeah and remember it's not just setting out there too you got to start marketing it a little bit before to get the interest because you know Oh, them Vancouver people yeah. love travel Cayman. As much as Vancouver is a it has a good climate, you're not gonna get that 
heat and experience because they like to go Mexico. And if people like to go Mexico, there's a strong chance that you could more or less influence them to Cayman because you're getting a better customer product and experience. Yeah. And Cuba right? too. There's a lot of Canadians that go straight to Cuba as well. Exactly. Too. They got direct so, there too. I had some friends in Canada too that, again, they love going to the to um, Cuba because of, of, you know, the access and something different. Mm-hmm. But Cayman being a much safer safer destination, uh, we do cater to a little bit more of the upper middle class um, clientele as well too. Um, some of those wealthier folks might be able to, yeah, yeah, take a, a different view or a different trip on down to, to our lovely island. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, thank you so much, Kevin. So good to see that you're doing well. Damien says San Francisco Rider is coming direct. Uh, Louis says no LFTs in Michigan. So there's a shortage of these things all over the world. So let me just clarify for um, the sake of everyone real quick about the LFT situation. And then I do want to move on to talk about this accident that happened on Friday, because this is quite, quite an interesting uh, uh, thing. So Jared, I'm going to pull you out for a second. Um, Kevin, stay with me because you might have some insight into this LFT recall from the FDA. So essentially, um, the FDA did a recall at the end of December saying that the box on the left, the blue box, is not FDA authorized. So that is now a recalled product according to them. But the box on the right, which is the white box, is fine. Now, (laughs) this is a little bit weird because I'm being told by people in the business that literally it is the same thing. One is packaged and marketed for the U.S. market, the one on the right. And so they have gotten the necessary, um, I guess, approvals. Uh, Same company. And then the one on the blue is marketed for like Europe and I guess the Cayman Islands and the Caribbean and whatever. And so that one um, has made its way to the U.S. I'm not quite sure how how it made its way to the U.S., but it has made its way to the U.S. and they are now saying that they're recalling this product because it has not gone through the necessary protocols for approval and uh, emergency use approval. And so they've recalled, uh, they think there's some 200,000 of these in circulation. A little bizarre, but okay. Uh, Kevin, what is your take on this when you saw this story? Yeah, it's it's definitely just the red tape of government bureaucracy really i believe with this situation um because they, they're not saying that there's something wrong with the test it just hasn't gone through the approval process and think about it this way and i'll bring it back to even because we're just talking about canada when i go to canada if you look at their products their products are all in english and in french and so because it's it's, it's for that it's marketed and, and produced for that area um, and and it, that seems to be the situation with this. It's the same exact, everything's the same. It's just the packaging and probably some of the write-ups and stuff on there, but it hasn't gone through the actual approval because it wasn't supposed to be sold to America. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you look at certain items you buy in a store and it says, um, this is for, this is supposed to be for a certain area or whatever. You can't sell this Coca-Cola product outside of this area. I mean, sometimes if you read a little fine print on it, um, it, it does actually have these little messages on there because it hasn't gone through its approval. Um, but one of the things where where I don't like how, how the story is sometimes um, is that it causes some of those who are against testing and stuff to have some more fuel to add to it, um, saying, oh, we'll see, they're going to use it. FDA is not supporting PCR testing or not supporting lateral flow testing anymore and this, that, and the other, which is not true. It, there's a batch that is not approved for use in this area 
even though it's approved in this area, there's nothing wrong with the tests. So uh, it, it, it makes the conversation a lot more difficult sometimes and adds to, um, you know, ammunition for those who might try to use it and, and twist it and turn it and take it out of context. It's unfortunate, but it does happen. And, and uh, it's one of those things that I think that they could have easily, um, you know, put in the documents um, and try to make sure that it, it was legal to be sold or able to be sold as a, an approved product on our shelves here in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the States. Again, when I bought that specific brand, when I was hunting for um, the rapid tests, um, CVS was the only ones that carried that. None, nowhere else I found carried the Flowflex um, mm-hmm. brand or, 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 or um, type of COVID test. And, and again, it was that white packaging. I have not seen any of the blue ones. I'm sure um, there must have been some business somewhere that um, was being creative to try to find it with the shortages that's out there. Because again, like I said, you can't find it um, anywhere in, in the stores. Um, in fact, I just I just actually got a message with a friend that uh, her daughter is is sick and needs a test, and so I'm going to try to hook up. Um, but but um, again, they're being creative, just like in Cayman, trying to source from wherever they can, and, and they perhaps found some vendor that sold it that was not um, in the United States and may not have even known. They, they might just be somewhere that just said, oh, this is the brand, we're going to bring it in. And 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 so um, at 2000, if you think about, you, you said it was 2000, right, that they have? Mm-hmm. If that's the case for a large nation like America, that's such a small amount, such a small amount that's in circulation. it's very 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 little compared to what's out there um, in the the united states we didn't and we didn't want people to get confused um by the recall in the u.s impacting anything here because i think when a lot of people saw it one of the reasons why we put up the story in the first place is to really um just ensure that um people understood that that didn't mean that there was anything wrong with the kits and it certainly did not mean that they were not um you know authorized for use in this jurisdiction yeah um so miss brenda says that she misses air jamaica it was one of the best airlines in the world speaking of air jamaica whatever happened to that competitor they were trying to compete with cayman airways caribbean airline they happened happened twice when i was first at cayman 27 so this was probably about what 15 plus years ago there was an airline talk and they were talking about um they were going to do about and it was supposed to go straight to the brac actually and then that kind of went away and then there was another one that came out and saying that they were going to do some kind of, it was kind of almost like an island hopper and Jamaica came and was one of the destinations of it. And they were supposed to do some other Caribbean islands over in the Eastern Caribbean. Um, but that just kind of just disappeared too. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. And uh, to Air Jamaica, I remember when my family from Jamaica would come to Cayman on Air Jamaica. I, I And that talk about reliability issues they were always late uh, there was probably i don't know how many um on time flights they had it was you know a nice airline that but, was air jamaica air jamaica yeah they were yeah. just never ever on time i'm talking about hours and hours late sometimes and so i would be so frustrated i was excited to see my family coming and we would just have to be waiting and waiting and waiting because um air jamaica was always always delayed for whatever reasons they had um but overall they were from what i understood a pretty good airline they just went too big too quick they bought a bunch of airlines and they were traveling all over the world and um they they bit a little bit more than they could chew and and unfortunately that that company went down pretty pretty quick so i remember i was 
quite a few years ago when, when that, that went down and then they kind of reestablished themselves at a much smaller pace, but it just never, ever picked back up. And I mean, to be fair, um, again, to Cayman Airways, um, you know, it's not easy running an airline business. I feel like everybody's an expert until you actually have to go and do the job. I think we all believe that we can do a better job and we know how these businesses operate and how they work. But airlines are not entirely profitable. You know, there's a reason why they're trying to nickel and dime you for the peanuts and the pillow that they that some airlines used to charge you for. You know, up until recently, Cayman Airways was giving every single person two free um, bags, 55 pounds each. And no other airline almost in the world was doing that. Yeah, they did that Um, for a long time until until more recently. And of course, I was upset when it changed, but I understood it was. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Like like we keep saying, there's no such thing as a free meal. So it's only a matter of time before... um, you know, they had to do what the rest of the industry was doing just to continue to try to stay afloat. Yeah. And one of the things, if you remember the little booklets in the, in the back of the um, the seats, um, if you were to look at that, they actually always included um, for each destination that Cayman Airways goes to all of the different government taxes and fees. The Cayman Islands government got a tax and fee. The whatever country you're going to has a tax and free, a fee. And um, there's a bunch of other little things that goes inside. There's airport tax, this, and departure. I mean, all kinds of things that's included on there. Uh-huh. And, stuff. and if you actually looked at um, what you probably paid for your ticket compared to the taxes that the airline's not even making, that's just money that the airline's collecting that automatically goes. Uh, if you remember traveling way back when, there was a time you had to pay your departure tax at the airport. They now included that within the ticket. Um, well, the, the, the price that you're paying for a lot of these tickets is not that, that bad. Um, now it might be a little bit more inflated because of COVID, but I'm talking about pre-COVID as well too. Um, the, the which is some people used to say, well, why is the Jamaica route so much more expensive than going to Tampa or whatever a lot of times? Um, but it's really based on the airport tax that, that they have to collect based on what they have to pay. Um, I, I don't have the book. I, us, I usually used to have one in my bookshelf right over there, but I don't, I think it's somewhere else right now. I could have gone over some of those numbers of what it was, but, um, but yeah, you got to understand that, um, the airline is 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 not a big profitable business, and yes, you might have a full flight every now and then, um, but it's not always a full flight. And and so when they're flying um, those those flights that are not full, it's it's not easy because it takes a lot to run an airline. It's not just mm-hmm. paying your your crew. There's a whole lot of things. Every time that that plane touches the ground, it's paying something. Every time it's sitting on the ground, it's paying something. Um, there's a lot, lot of things. It'll be interesting to see if you could bring on uh, Mr. Tibbetts or Mr. Worms to go through some of that. So um, we could remind folks, um, you know, the, the good work at navigating those very difficult financial obligations they have because, um, and, and, uh-huh. in all honesty, um, Cayman Airways is an amazing product for the Cayman Islands. It does a whole lot to help our economy. And, um, and you know, I don't get any kickbacks for, for saying this. I just know this from when I was um, working at Cayman 27, and we've done a lot of stories on this way in the past that me, a lot of folks might not remember. But, um, but no, we have an amazing, um, amazing product that a lot of other places just don't have. And I'm, I'm very appreciative of what they do. When we have hurricanes, even the type of emergency shuttles that they have to get people off the island, is phenomenal. There's no other country in this world that I know of that does that sort of stuff to help the people out. Uh-huh, 
All right, Kev. Well, thank you so much um, for jumping in and providing that additional information. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit here, folks. Uh, Kim, Kim Maria says the Jamaican government had no vision whatsoever, just pure greed. And we all know without a vision, the people shall perish. All right. So, yep. um, I'm going to say, have a fantastic day, okay? Yes, thank you, Kev. I really appreciate it. So we're going to talk about a bit of a situation here um, that happened on Friday. So did you guys miss the evening news last night? Make sure you're watching the, the evening news segments, folks. Essentially, what we're doing is we're recapping all of the day's kind of headline news for you in a very condensed format. But you get the gist of, you know, what's important and what's going on. It's actually been very, very well received. Um, Misha has been doing a great job. Uh, there's always something. Trust me, it's not as easy to do as you think. And I say that because I know all of the stuff that happens in the background. So for her, yesterday she had an issue with the mic literally breaking. And um, then she had, uh, what else was the issue yesterday? Um, her ring light holder also had an issue. So, you know, you, you look at it and you go, oh, how easy can that be? Uh, trust me, it's not easy at all. But go check it out. She does a fantastic job with the news. But... When I was driving home yesterday, I um, had Gianna, I had the baby in the car with me, and I looked over in Savannah and I saw one little, it's like a little, um, what do you call it? It is a, um, one of these portable kitchens, right? I saw that it had um, essentially been demolished. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what happened here? And, you know, me being me, I'm curious, and I know if I'm curious, probably other people are curious too. So I took the baby home and I said to my husband, I said, because um, it's a it's an Indian couple that does all the cooking and everything. And so my husband has stopped by there before and gotten, like, gotten samosas and, you know, other Indian cuisine. Now, listen, he, he is very much Jamaican, right? So he loved him, his curry chicken and his traditional Jamaican food, ackee and whatever. But there are remnants of his Indian culture that remain with them. And one of the ways in which it remains is through the food. And interestingly enough, uh, you know, they have their own style of doing curry chicken, where they actually burn the curry chicken first. Like they kind of like pan sear it first in the curry. So it, and their curry is very different than, you know, kind of Caribbean curry, right? So um, I can tell you that's been some of the spiciest curry that I've ever eaten in my entire life. Like his mom has made curry chicken. I've been like, oh, my stomach is on fire. So I think every once in a while he'd go to like the roti shop. You know, he kind of feels like a half Indian for a minute and he'll enjoy a little roti or whatever. Um, my daughter likes roti. You know, he just kind of some, sometimes likes the Indian food. Anyway, um, so... Um, I said to him, what happened? This thing, you know, I noticed that their thing was demolished. And he was like, what? And I said, yes, this is absolutely horrible. So I went because I'm curious as to what happened, what's going on. And you guys listen to this. You watch the video and then we can talk about it. All right, folks. So we are here in um, the Savannah area where there has been a bit of an accident. Uh, this new business, which um, I can tell you that our family has been to a few times, um, Indian cuisine and Indian food. Uh, we have been here for samosas and other Indian food that's actually really, really good. I was shocked this evening to drive by to see 
that uh, it was completely uh, devastated. I'm like, what on earth happened? So of course, you know, CMR need to get the sus. And we stopped by and found out what happened. So apparently um, the young man there in the TAM actually uh, ran into this. He ran off of the main road there, hit the, the um, rock that you can see there in the background and actually hit their trailer with their little uh, portable kitchen on it and completely demolished the portable kitchen. And um, then that led to several vehicles over here, including this one that is still here, also getting completely demolished. Uh, and a part of the tree, as you can see, part of the tree has also been uh, cut down. So folks, um, quite shocking and, and thankfully nobody um, was hurt seriously hurt this is a young man uh, we do understand from eyewitnesses that he was um, taken to the hospital the police arrived on the scene um, there's a bit of a mix-up about you know he's he's now taking responsibility for it but of course you know CMR gets the inside scoop and our sources have informed us that initially um, there was no responsibility that night maybe he was just scared he was trying to say that someone actually had stolen his vehicle and somebody else was driving the vehicle now he's saying no he did it and he's bought some wood and he's trying to rebuild um, at least i guess part of the structure but listen this couple has lost everything they've been here operating for just a month and a half and they have lost all of their kitchen supplies all of the uh, food goods they had packaging materials everything that was in there has been a complete loss so i don't actually know now how much of this um will be replaced by this young man uh he said he's trying to do the right thing he's taken ownership of the situation he's purchased some lumber and he's indicated that you know people are trying to help him he's got a friend here this is a good friend now um, who's trying to assist him as well but folks this is really quite shocking and unbelievable um, as you can see the entire structure is just completely demolished what is what's left of it um, you know isn't much use to anybody right now so we'll see what the replacement unit looks like but what a crying shame um, everything is now gone so we're gonna have a word with this couple and see uh, what they have to say about what has transpired all right folks so uh, we actually understand that the vehicle traveled quite a distance after it uh, hit the rock it looks like it flipped and hit the two vehicles took up part of the tree hit the two vehicles and then landed a little bit closer over to this area and somehow this young man, um, he was taken to the hospital. Police did come on scene. And he is, um, this was Friday evening, and here we are Monday, more, Monday, and he's walking around. So I think he's quite fortunate um, to be able to do so. And my understanding now is that um, he's taken the structure apart. He's got some friends here helping him. And then his uncle, who I guess maybe is in the construction business, is going to come and try to build back um, the facility. So we're hoping that everything here, you know, is put together quickly, of course. There's loss of revenue, loss of business for the couple who um, are here working every single day. Uh, you know, let me be very, very frank and honest with you. When you have a business that's down and you have loss of income for those days, that means that somebody's probably not going to eat as well as they were before. So this is where you call. You call our friends over at Recover. Remember, they're the accident experts and they can help you sort out all of those legalities because you're entitled to um, compensation for your loss of business as well so we'll keep you guys updated and how this story progressed but that's what we've got for now
All right, folks. So this is a very, very um, unfortunate idea. And I have to tell you that I felt so incredibly sorry um, for the couple there who's doing all the hard work. Uh, they're doing all the cooking and everything to literally have um, their business demolished um, by a young man who's driving a vehicle. And, um, you know, I'm going to show you a picture of, um, I was trying to actually find it, but I'm going to show you a picture of their little cart before. It was very modest, but, you know, it's, it's what they had there made available to them. And they're there every single day working hard and cooking um, to try to support themselves and to have some remnants of a little business. Well, folks, um, it has been um, completely demolished because of an accident. Thankfully, there was no loss of life because I feel like in my head, this is one of those situations um, that could have gone really, really wrong in terms of had they been there even one hour later, uh, their life would have been lost. And to me, this is so incredibly um, unfortunate. But they're thankful that they have their life. But right now, they're also thinking about thinking about um, their livelihood. So, you know, three days have gone by since this accident, four days now on Friday. Here's what they had before. This completely, basically, he ran into this, then ran into, um, took out part of a tree, of a tamarind tree, hit two vehicles that were derelict vehicles that were just parked in the yard, and then his car flipped over, and amazingly, he is alive, no serious injuries, no broken, broken uh, limbs or anything like that. I spoke to him before recording that the young man was there, and he said that um, he was trying to overtake a car or something and lost control. And then his axle broke. The owner of the cart business says that she was told something slightly different that, um, that he was trying to, um, do something else. And then he pulled up on the brakes. I don't know. Um, the police will certainly inform us, inform us that this was any sort of a DUI situation, but, um, this is really horrible. I really felt sorry for these people. So apparently everything on the inside of this cart was theirs, all the food supplies and so on. And so now they've lost everything and they're trying to figure out, you know, for, listen, there are people in this country, folks, four days worth of loss of revenue for them after only being in business for a month and a half is a lot. So um, they have a little tent there and they're going to do their best to try to, um, you know, continue cooking. They had their menu available yesterday, which I thought was a degree of hustle involved um, to say, you know what, despite the situation, they still had the menu up and they were just kind of standing there when I went there and I was like, wow, what's going on? And they're like, well, you know, this guy says he's going to rebuild our little food stand, but in the meantime, they can't make any money. They can't do anything. So this was what their menu was yesterday, folks. I can I can vouch for the vegetable samosas. And I don't know what else we've had from them. Maybe some curry shrimp or something. But the food seems to be good. They make it right there in the spot. It's nice and fresh. So um, now they've said, you know, they will deliver to people. If people want something delivered. They're going to be innovative and in how they can, uh, you know, fulfill orders. But I guess, you know, 
um, if you like Indian food, definitely check them out. And it's right here in the Savannah area. I don't know. Like I, I felt kind of like this whole story um, isn't the full truth in terms of how the accident happened. But like I said, I'm sure the authorities will um, probably issue some sort of press release on whether or not uh, anyone has been arrested in relation to um, DUI or anything for this. You know what it is, folks? When when you have a situation, I always tell people, don't ever lie to me because I have the most interesting ways that information tends to come to light. Um, one way or the other, by hook or by crook, the truth always makes its way um, out in the public. And so, you know, it's far worse, I think, when you lie about a situation um, than just be upfront. If you were drinking and driving, then you say, listen, I was drinking and driving. It was still kind of early in the night to be drinking and driving. I guess people drink and drive at any point. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like um, this is just so incredibly unfortunate. And these people are very, very lucky even to be alive. So, um, Shannon says, where exactly in Savannah is this? So it's right by Tucker Lane. There's a Mercedes, an old gray abandoned Mercedes that has been there for donkey years. Um, there's some little like brick boulders. So there's, it's a house further back from the road and they're using like the front portion of the house. So it's like right there in Tucker Lane, you can turn. It's not that far from where your place is, Shannon. Um, you probably just never noticed it before, to be honest, but um, yeah, you, you turn right there and you can pull off the road and then just pick up your order and so forth. So he went over the little boulders and straight into this structure. As you can see from the video footage, I'll pull it back up, completely demolished. I mean, look at this. The tree got torn. Now, there's a Mercedes that's been parked there forever. It was that and another derelict vehicle. So he moved the other vehicle. So basically, he had to pay off the guy for these two cars, which eh, I'm like, they were derelict vehicles anyway, but whatever. I guess they might have some intrinsic value. And then the entire thing, look at look at this. Imagine if those people were inside of this, they would be dead. Mm -mm -mm. All the shards of wood. There, this looks like part of their little sink area. So he hit that, you see that little rock right there? He's saying that he hit that rock and that kind of made him go airborne and take out the structure, take out the tree, the tamarind tree. See the tree there? Limbs of the tree broken down. And then he hit the, um, he hit the, the um, cars as well and then flipped. So he's got some wood and some materials there. I don't know. I think he said he has an uncle or somebody who's going to help to rebuild it. So him and his friends were there trying to take it apart. Um, so the cart and stuff belongs to the business license owner, a lady named Stephanie Bodden. And so she did come and speak with us and stuff as well. And she said, oh, you know, she's going to, she feels like he's trying and she's going to give him a chance to do the right thing. Um, but I'm not so sure that she understands the predicament that her, I guess, employees are in. Because apparently it seems like if they're not selling food, they're not making any money. So 
which they should be on a salary. So I'm kind of finding that a little bit unusual because they should be paid a salary to maybe be the chefs and that sort of thing. But I got the sense that maybe that isn't exactly what's happening. So there it is. Uh, Jared, what do you think about this? Um, I think this is a unfortunate situation, but it is one that um, someone is, is trying to fix. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, I, I think as a business owner myself, it is a setback whenever there's a hindrance to something that you just did not foresee. And so I, I sympathize with the business owners. And I think, you know, we need to rally around this business and and support them. And as a matter of fact, and I, I've learned as a business owner, never say anything that you can't commit to. But it, it, we, we need to support this business, this Caymanian business, and 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 see <clears throat> what we can do to help them because this is a business in Cayman. It's helping feed Caymanian families. It's providing opportunities, and you know maybe if 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 they could come on, you, you know you know this thing with marketing. Marketing is a very powerful tool, and so I think they they just need some exposure as to their their business people knowing about it and you know and and you know just supporting them basically not like my two cents yeah well uh michael says uh, finally some indian food in savannah that they need to advertise yeah we'll I, I think people need to um, understand that you know everybody can do everything right so like if you have a friend that have a business right and you realize that bobo td let me put you on a little video now little snapchat little TikTok, little instagram little facebook on a record the people them and do the thing and nobody about oh why they never people can't do everything and this is a thing that miss sandy said when her daddy had a business and they, you know she had to make cupcakes instead know. of her telling her daddy oh why you not do this why you don't why you don't give a little two five minute and and do it like it's it's very I, I wouldn't want to say narcissistic but it's very typical of people to always say oh why aren't you doing this when if you can help the person by doing it for them that just helps the situation because mm -hmm. there's even even all the successful businesses like apple amazon while they are established they cannot do everything at the end of the day and and they had to just start out just like any any one of us and other people had to help them along the way so if, if you see an issue arising with someone instead of i wouldn't say decry or making a complaint do it for them that would greatly appreciate and as a matter of fact and because i can't definitively say if I would be in K-Mine, because I still, I'm sorry, I'm trying to surprise mama. Well, it's not a surprise now, but you know, if I can get to K-Mine probably in the next two weeks, I would be willing, as a matter of fact, to put this business on my YouTube channel and put them as a Caribbean highlight. Um, and, and that's something that I will undertake to do. Meaning the only way I would not be able to do it is if I wouldn't be able to get on the plane, which I, I expect to get on the plane so i i want to put them as one of my caribbean highlights because i in vancouver with my youtube channel i go around to different caribbean businesses and i ask them a couple questions you know what is your business about how do you get started and i am good i 
undertaking, Jared McGill, uh, will be will be looking to interview them just to get a feel of their business, and I'll be putting it up on my yeah. YouTube channel. Um, it's called J A O. Sorry to do the plug, but um, J A Y A Y Y O. And yeah, I'm I'm just supporting Caribbean businesses at the end of the day, and I don't charge. I don't charge people. It's completely free. It goes on the YouTube channel, and I have what ninety four subscribers. So yeah. All right, folks. Um, again, a very very unfortunate situation. Uh, thankful it's no worse. But if you're yeah. interested in, in have they have they started about cooking at the very least? Um, or? You can contact them. There's their contact number. Uh, 928-4359-and-um-the-prices-are-reasonable-uh-give-them-a-call-have-some-indian-food-for-dinner-i-mean-they've-lost-everything-though-i-mean-they-you-know-i-don't-know-who's-gonna-be-replacing-that-stuff-
Hi. Anyway, my good folks, um, that's all we've got for you today. We had some other things. Let me just see if there's anything else. Oh, um, please don't forget that the HSA, yes, they have um, dropped the pricing on their lateral flow, not their lateral flow, the PCR test um, from $120 down to $75. Somebody says, why it can't be $75? Why can't it be $25 for the PCR test? I think the bottom line, folks, is the kits for the PCR tests and the equipment and the staff that they have to use to conduct those tests probably cost them more than 75, um, but it's definitely more than 25. So let's put it that way, right? So um, there are their hours if you need to do any COVID testing um, at the um, testing center there at 131 McClendon Drive. So you can check that out. Um, I'm just having a quick look to see if there was any other announcements that we needed to do. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, another milestone for CMR. Uh, you guys might be interested to know. We have for the first time ever on Facebook, this is just a Facebook stats. We have reached over 5 million people in a 28 day period. So from December the 21st through yesterday, which was the 17th, our Facebook account and our Facebook post reached over 5 million people and over 1.6 million have engaged with the page. And we had a bunch of new likes we got during that 28 day period, 200 new page likes as well. Um, I think for followers, we've now exceeded over uh, 46,000, 47,000 followers. Um, quite interestingly enough, for the first time, we've actually surpassed um, you know, the compass has been around for a minute and we've actually surpassed them with followers. So right now we have 47,538 followers and 17,985 likes. So the followers, cause I think eventually Facebook will do away with likes for, um, for pages, for business pages. Cause it just doesn't make any sense. Like people don't even know what the difference is really. Um, but yes, so, you know, we have, uh, a substantial number of people who follow the page. So congratulations, I guess, to CMR. Um, and thank you all, everyone who is a top fan um, for participating in the page. Now they actually show us an area with all of the top fans as well. Um, so that's awesome. I'll show you guys the screen share. Hold on. Uh, so yeah, we continue to make strides. You know, we reach people um, through social media so, you know, social media is, is important. Um, obviously, if you're watching the show right now, you're currently watching in the social media, but we're coming to radio near you soon. So here's the top fans for Cayman Mall Road. Um, it's so weird sometimes who top fans are because I don't necessarily see these people commenting and interacting, but obviously they're there. They're reading, they're interacting with the page. Look, there's little John. Hey, John. Um, so I always expect to see like the people who are in the show who are always, look at Clint, he's a top fan for two weeks. I don't know who Rav Sharma is, but he's a top fan for a week. Uh, Tamika has been a top fan for two weeks. Natasha's there. Um, so lots of diversity, lots of people. Esther Scott, I don't even know who half these people, most of them I have no clue who they are. So yes, absolutely um, super, super interesting. Look at that whole list of top fans. These people are checking us out. 
Um, beautiful. I kind of like that they they tell you now because before we would see if we saw a particular person comment, it will say like a little star or whatever that they're top fan. But this is kind of nice how they've added where you can see the people like in one kind of area. Now, I don't know how many top fans you can have. Like, I don't really know what the limit is for top fans. Um, I don't know if it's a top 100. Oh, look at Debbie. Hey, Debbie. And Lorna has been a top fan for two months now. She's had her top fan badge. Um, so I don't know. There's Atlas, some regulars that I'm beginning to see. So yeah, I have no idea because Facebook always does this kind of on their own. There's Perla. So I don't know if you, uh, if there's only like 200 top fans, 100, like I don't know. And there's certain things that Facebook doesn't really tell you, which is kind of weird, but you know, how their algorithms work. There's Miss Mary. Um, there's a lot that they do not tell you. Yeah, so apparently we got, wow, it keeps going. <laughs> we got a lot of top fans, but thank you all very, very much. So this is new. This area under community where you can see who your top fans are is a new section. So um, big shout out to the guys over at um, Territories Talk. They streamed to our platform for the first time um, last week. And uh, we certainly appreciate that. And yeah, so, you know, we continue to strive um, to, to do our best, to do better. 2022. We are here, folks. Um, thank you guys so much. So, yes, Perla, congrats to you. She says, Seymour, you need a bottle of champagne. We all know I don't really drink, but thank you. <laughs> Marshall Loretta uh, Tracy says, awesome, congrats. Way to represent and bring truth to the Cayman Islands uh, people and voice. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, Jamelia, how are you? Tommy, thank you. Tommy's one of our international crew, along with Larry. Tuned in every single day. So um, excitement is brewing about our radio, and I'm hopefully in the next week or two going to be able to tell you guys more about it, including the frequency name and number and all that good stuff, so that you guys will know exactly where we're going to be on the dial. Uh, exciting times to come. So folks, tune in on uh, Wednesday for Premier Access. Now, because of the cold front in the U.S. and Canada, We've been getting a little bit of weather. Check this out. Somebody said, who said the Cayman Islands didn't have a waterfall? <laughs> this is on the dock there in town. And the water is literally just pouring over the dock. And it kind of does look like a little waterfall, right? So the water has been kicking up out there. It's in rough. Um, please be safe. You know, I think curiosity, I went out there yesterday and did a little recording for the for the Facebook, you know, um, we're all curious to, to see mother nature at work, but don't take any chances now because um, I think we should all know that mother nature doesn't play around. So she gets serious. Thank you, Louie. So, so congrats on the numbers and the job that you do daily. And uh, now I've got to get off because I've got a 11 o'clock meeting. Um, there's a child predator in court today. He'll be, he'll be hearing his verdict from the judge. Fingers crossed that he's convicted because from what I'm hearing, this little five-year-old child couldn't be making this stuff up. Some real sickos out there. Um, so we'll bring that story to you as soon as we have the details. And um, yeah, madness. Yeah, so I've got a business meeting at 11 and then I've got to do some in between now and that time, I've actually got to do some business related things, write a few letters and get a few other things done. Um, 
So yeah, wonderful. All right, good people. Um, take care. Uh, God is good. Always be blessed as Kim and Ray's. I love that company. They're the best. Thank you. Um, Perla says that's what attracted me to Cayman. The rough seas are nice to see. Thanks. We don't have them that often, but yeah. All right, beautiful people. Um, see you guys tomorrow morning and have a very super productive day and stay blessed. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 